and welcome to the very special sort of holiday episode of The Seagull, the place to stay up to date on all things about the 102nd Intelligence Wing at Otis Air National Guard Base from Cape Cod, Massachusetts. I'm A1C Francesca Scardulis, and I'll be joined by Mr. Tim Sandlin in just a bit, and together we'll get you up to speed on what's been going on around here. A few cool events took place this month. We had an alumni luncheon where past and present wing members got together and shared a meal and reconnected. Additionally, just last week, about 150 wing members attended a gala for the Massachusetts National Guard at Gillette Stadium. And from what I've heard and seen through pictures, it was a really wonderful time. And then finally, our wing was fortunate enough to be recipients of a bike giveaway, also at Gillette Stadium. So a lot of children from our wing here were generously given new bikes. We feel really lucky to be part of such a great community. And with Veterans Day and Thanksgiving coming up here around the corner, what a great time to celebrate that and all of the wonderful people that help make things like this possible. This month, we're going to teach you a little bit about dentistry through the Guard, um, through our AFSC Spotlight. We have a special episode of five questions to learn how to take advantage of some holiday programs, things just that anybody at the wing could benefit from if they need a little help, or ways to contribute to those programs and help out others. Um, and then we also had a big leadership change at the 102nd during the November RSD. So we'll give you the rundown on that in a bit, in addition to a history piece about the origin of Veterans Day, and of course, a teaser from this month's Chevrons. But first, in this month's command message, Colonel Bob Driscoll, commander of the 102nd Medical Group, breaks down readiness, what it is, and how an airman maintains it. From keeping your family care plan up to date, to getting dental work taken care of, it's everyone's responsibility to keep fit for the fight. A few weeks ago, I traveled to our nation's capital to attend a leadership course for group and wing commanders. We had some outstanding speakers to include the Chief of the National Guard Bureau, General Hokanson, and the Director of the Air National Guard, General Lowe. They each presented their vision to achieve the Chief of Staff of the Air Force, General Brown's Accelerate Change or Lose. The message was clear. We have to be ready to deploy today, not tomorrow. The briefings we received on the capability of our adversaries were eye-opening. Knowing these capabilities helps to explain General Brown's accelerate, change, or lose, as well as why readiness is our number one goal. I want to break down readiness for a minute and how it applies to us at the 102nd Intelligence Wing. Readiness has many pieces. Readiness includes our skill level training so we can, as Bill Belichick says, do your job. Readiness is also having your affairs in order with an updated family care plan, a will, a power of attorney, and your VRED updated. Readiness is also your IMR, your individual medical readiness, which ensures you are fit for the fight. I'll take a minute to elaborate more on this. Each one of us has IMR requirements which need to remain current for us to deploy. The major items include immunizations, dental, blood work, physical health assessment or PHA, and when we return from a deployment, we have multiple congressionally mandated deployment health reassessments, five total spaced out over a two-year period. Every airman in the 102nd Intelligence Wing has a responsibility to remain current with IMI requirements. To meet the challenge of deploying in the fight with today's adversaries, we need each and every one of you to do your part. Each RSD work with your unit health monitor 
to ensure your IMR is up to date as well as all of your readiness requirements. If you are unsure or have any questions, give us a call or drop by the clinic to see us. Together, we can accelerate change and win. Have a great drill. Thank you. Staying here in the medical realm after Colonel Driscoll's message, we have Technical Sergeant Wilson Tai, who talks about his role as a dental technician in the medical group. My name is Tech Sergeant Wilson Tai, and I am a dental technician at 102nd Medical Group. As a dental technician, my job is to assist the dentist in making sure our airmen get their dental exams and clearance to be fit to work for the Air Force. We need to have multiple skills on x-ray. We need to understand what kind of x-rays we are taking. And then we also need to understand instruments, assist the dentist, and also how to do sterilization to meet the standards of the Air Force. What I like the most being a dental technician is I'm able to meet different people from different career fields and I get to learn many interesting things about themselves and their lives and I like talking to people. For people who would like to join my career, I would advise them to be open to learn and be able to communicate with people and you'll have fun. I'm here with Kim Healy from the Airmen and Family Readiness Office. We're going to switch up five questions this month and talk about five great programs that Kim manages around this time of year. Welcome to five programs, Kim. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay, so uh, tell me a little bit about the Thanksgiving dinner program that you guys run. Okay, every year we run a program where Falmouth Service Center is giving mm -hmm. us an amount of food along with turkeys to help out the airmen and families this year. Um, we take in the names and you get a turkey along with the sides like stuffing and fruits and vegetables and things like that to help you set your table for your family and your meal and just to help bring things together. Um, do folks reach out to your office to, uh, to make, a, make a connection to get... Uh, well, I put, put out flyers. I put out every, all staff to the wing to let them know that this is available. They have up until the 18th to let me know. Um, I know I said before that it was short notice because we, of the lack of turkeys this year, it seems to be everybody needs to know rather sooner than later. Oh, sure. So, but I am extending it because I do have other means that I can offer those in need. Oh, great. great. So I want to make sure that everybody's aware, from airman up into officer, I don't look at anybody as far as names. I just look at the fact that you want to help set your table. Yep. I'll do that for Air you. Airman in need. Exactly. Excellent, excellent. Uh, the next program I want to chat about is Stuff a Bus. Which, what can you tell me about that? Oh, that's probably the best one. Last year, it was the best. We did it for the first time. Because we're not dealing with Toys for Tots because of the whole COVID, we decided to do stuff of us here for us, by us. Each of the units or squadrons were given a specific age and a specific gender for a child to buy for. 
And I thought, what a great way to boost morale. And then you see everybody competing with each other. It was really kind of funny watching everybody walk out with smiles on their faces and look at what we got, look at what our, our people brought in. It was amazing. Awesome. And the amount of families that, and children that we covered last year, it was great. We ended up being covert precautious. We put everything in plastic bags. And people just came in after they've registered, picked up the bag, and were happy. Nobody knew who they were. It was still confidential. And, but it, it brought the wing together, I felt. And to see the smiling faces on those people who donated or the units that brought all these things out to the bus, it was, it was amazing. That's, that's great. And the smiles of the people coming in to pick it up when just a simple filler underneath the tree. It's not to fill underneath the tree for your kids. It's just something to help you out. It's a supplement, yeah. And that as well goes from airman to officer. I don't care. If you're in need, I'm here. Oh, when you're in need, it feels good to, to get something, but it also equally feels good to, to give. But so, that amazing smile yeah. is just, yeah. it, it, you don't even need a thank you. Right. It's the smile or the gratitude from both giving and receiving that just like makes your day. It makes right. your whole holiday. That's great. That's great. Um, COVID precautious. Can I steal that? That's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> we might use that again. Sure. So uh, the next program, um, Angel Tree. Can, what can you tell me about Angel Tree? Oh, that's another one of my favorites. And as well, this goes from airman to officer. For those families who need a little bit more than the couple things that you get from the Stuff a Bus program, mm -hmm. you might look at the angel tree and put down your child's name and where you can get uh, supplemented uh, $75 to $100 worth of things. And we usually ask you to ask for maybe winter jacket, winter clothes, to make mm -hmm. sure that they're set in that area. But we also like to put in something special, a kid's favorite character toy or a blanket or a special color blanket, those kind of things, something that will mean more to them sure. underneath the tree if they see it. So it covers both needs and niceties that the child wants. Sure. And for the little angels that get these, people of up to four or five people, children and family, mm -hmm. are still more than welcome to be a part of this. I don't limit the number of children per family. It, that has no make or model on the situation. Yeah, you know, just because you have a brother or sister shouldn't be a disadvantage. Exactly. So whether you have one kid or five kids, right? It's it all, it all matters. That's great. Uh, you mentioned uh, when we were talking leading into this uh, that there were two different uh, little, was it little angels? We have the little angels and then we have the big angels. Okay. And the big angels is absolutely amazing. Those are the sponsors. Wow. Okay. We have sponsors that can either donate the 75 to $100, and then we have secret shoppers that will go out and buy for the little angel, mm -hmm. or we have those that choose to shop for the child, and they have that choice of getting the age that they want, the gender that they want, and I will try to give them what they ask for so they have more fun shopping, or they just say, just give me what you have, and I'll be more than happy to do what I can. Oh, that's great. So, and they are so happy to do this. I get just as much smiling and gratitude from those big angels as I do from the parents of the little angels. Like I said, everything that we do here goes both ways, and the gratitude from everybody and just the happiness goes tenfold. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, number four, we've got the Upcycle Center. What can you tell me about that? That is a little bit different. That is more, we have a room that... You can contact me about at my office by phone or email that we take 
things that you don't need anymore for Christmas decorations mm -hmm. or Hanukkah or any holiday decorations for the season. And we put in that room and other people who are looking for something a little bit different, little old fashioned, um, say tablecloths, candlesticks, we've gotten all those before, um, may come in and say, hey, I think my grandma would love these at her table this year, that kind of thing. Or I don't need these anymore, I just bought new ones. I don't want to have, I don't have to want to have to keep on storing them. Sure. Somebody else will use them. Why not? I think we've turned into a society of waste, you know, generally speaking, you know, we, we see something, we like it. And then uh, a few seasons later, it's like, ah, uh, you know, I don't want this anymore. Exactly. So, why yeah. let that continue to why happen? Do that? Why make somebody, why uh, let's allow people to benefit from things that we don't necessarily need. Right. Right. Or use for that matter. Right. Because other people may not want to have to go out and spend the money for a set of lights, but they can go there and maybe find some. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe you got a string of lights that's missing a bulb, easily fixed, and then you got a nice new set of, set of lights for your tree. Yeah. And you know what? It's kind of funny because my daughter took Christmas lights from last year and stung them in her room. <laughs> so she uses them all year round yeah. now. Yeah. So it doesn't just go for the holidays too. So there's other things you can think about you may use them for. That's great. You know, uh, just an insider tip here uh, on Instagram, uh, the Christmas lights make for great selfies, you know? It's almost <laughs> as good as a filter. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, not that I'm on Instagram all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, number five, holiday baskets. A lot like the Thanksgiving baskets. With these, we deal with heroes in transition. Okay. Generally, you get a gift card for, for a protein product. Mm -hmm. This is given out a couple days before Christmas, and then you get a box full of cheeses, uh, crackers, um, stuffing, some fruits and vegetables, usually a cider of some sort, mm -hmm. and this will help you supplement whatever else is on your table um, to feed everybody at your table, because now with COVID just about passing us, we're going to try to want to fill our table a little bit more than last year. Oh, sure, sure. And that's going to cost a little bit more. A lot of families are going to have their families back this year versus last year where not everybody saw their family. Yeah. You know, and we so. want to be able to make sure that everybody can still be able to do that yeah. on the budget that they're on. Yeah, and make it a little more special. Exactly. Yeah, that's great. But with Tim, I want you to know that with all these programs, I want everybody to remember their wingman. If you know yeah. of somebody who needs this, please reach out to them or reach out to me so we can work with them. Sure, sure. Ask the questions. Sometimes it's an uncomfortable question to ask. Hey, how you doing uh, for Thanksgiving? What you got going on? But it's an important question as a wingman to ask. And it's, it's an important question to answer, too, if you're asked. You know, be honest. You know, people want to help you out, especially your wingmen, people you work with every day. Yes, and beyond that, for those that do want to participate who want to do this but aren't going to make it to the base, see how you can get it to them. Yeah. See if you can find a way to make sure you can get it to their house for them. Right. Let's work together this season. I know um, when I was active duty, and it's probably a lot more prevalent on active duty, but you used to have a lot of single airmen in the dorms that had nowhere to go. They'd go to the dining hall for, for Thanksgiving dinner. If you know of a single airman out in the, you know, that you work with or you're aware of, you know, you're friendly with, invite them over to Thanksgiving dinner. You know? That is such a great idea. Yeah. Let's, let's pass it. Let's play it forward. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We Wing, can do this together. Wingman for life. <laughs> well, awesome. Um, that's, uh, those five great programs that you guys are running down there in the Airman and Family Readiness Center. Um, so 
how can people get a hold of you and, uh, and the staff down there to uh, engage in some of these programs? Well, my email's global, KimberlyHealy.1 at U.S. Air Force. Yes. And my phone number is 508-968-4857. You can reach me at any time. Fantastic. So please reach out to me anytime you want. Let me please tell you this is 100% confidential. I am the only one who will know your name. Anybody that helps me, anybody in my office, nobody will know your name. Oh, that's great. It is completely blocked out. So no reason to not do this. No reason whatsoever. That's great. Anything else you want to talk about today, Kim? No, I just can't emphasize enough how excited I am to start this again. Same here. Same here. Well, good luck and uh, have a great holiday season. Thank you. You too. Thanks. On Saturday, November 6, 2021, the 102nd Intelligence Wing bid farewell to one senior enlisted leader and welcomed a new one from within its ranks, who ascends to fill some big shoes, or perhaps more accurately, boots. Airmen of the wing assembled to say thank you to outgoing Wing Command Chief, Chief Master Sergeant John Dubuque, as he hangs up his uniform in retirement after 37 years of service service not only to the Air National Guard, but also the Army National Guard. Commander of the 102nd Intelligence Wing, Colonel Sean Riley conveyed the importance of Dubuque's counsel in the initial days and weeks of his command of the wing. John Dubuque was the one constant and steady source that I could lean on. And I'm truly thankful for his calm demeanor and sage advice in helping me navigate some really tough challenges in the first days and weeks of my command. Colonel Riley also spoke of Dubuque's role in strengthening the culture of the enlisted force here at the wing. John also took the lead on my vision to make the 102nd a unit of choice, a high-performing organization that people want to join and continue to serve in, to get after developing airmen that are ready for the near-peer, high-end fight. John developed a Tiger team to create and implement an enlisted force development culture here at the 102nd. After several months of effort and planning, this initiative was introduced during our annual training week in June. Dubuque, who assumed the role of Wing Command Chief in early 2018, first enlisted in the Army in 1985 and spent 10 years at Fort Devens, Mass. prior to crossing over to the Air National Guard. During the ceremony, Dubuque reflected on his last role in uniform. For the past three and a half years, it has been so rewarding working for all of our airmen and ending my career chief, my career here as your command chief. If you learn one lesson from me today, please know that you will never be selected for a position that you don't apply for. <laughs> Take a chance. I did and was able to work for all of you by taking that chance. Dubuque closed by thanking the airmen of the wing. This has been an incredible three and a half years of my military career. And thank you to all the airmen of the 102nd Intelligence Wing for allowing me to work for you as your command chief. Good luck to all of you, and remember to take a chance. You never know where it may bring you. Thank you. Replacing Dubuque as the Wing Command Chief is Chief Master Sergeant Christopher Hurl. Hurl is a career Air National Guardsman, having spent the entirety of his time in the 102nd. With the customary saber passed from former Command Chief to Commander, and from Commander to new Command Chief, the responsibility of the care and well-being of the Wing's enlisted force symbolically passed to Chief Christopher Hurl. 
Riley spoke of Hurl's experiences and qualifications, as well as the contributions he has made to the mission. Encompassing a decade's worth of operational experience, he directly contributed over to 1,100 U-2, RQ-4, MQ-1, MQ-9 combat sorties that resulted in the production of over 40,000 imagery products supporting three separate combatant commands. I'm going to tell you this afternoon that Chris is absolutely the right person at this moment to be the next command chief of the 102nd. He will bring with him a very diverse military background, having spent many years in both a supporting and an operational role. He has served as a senior enlisted leader at the squadron level, and he was the president of the Chiefs Council before it rolled up as part of the top three. He holds a master's degree in environmental management from Mass Maritime and is a private pilot with over 520 flying hours. Addressing the airmen of the wing for the first time as their command chief, Hurl relayed his vision in what he called the three Ps, a pledge, a promise, and a plea. The pledge. It's clear, given the enemies we face today, that this wing needs strong, capable, and empowered airmen. It's also clear to me that this is exactly what our airmen want. As your command chief, I pledge to help you on that road, to be there for you, to listen to your issues, to be your voice, to guide and mentor you, to share in our failures and celebrate your successes. In a nutshell, to help you be the empowered airman that you want to be. The promise, uh, in order to be empowered and innovative, our airmen need to feel safe and secure in their work centers. The enemy is out there, not in here. We need to compete with China and Russia, and that doesn't leave any room in the wing for hatred of any kind. So my promise to you is that I will champion diversity, equality, and inclusion. I will not tolerate any narrow-mindedness, and I will work hard to see that the wing takes positive actions to promote values of equality and diversity. And finally, a plea. You all are the future of this wing and our nation's continued security. My calling over the next three and a half years is to make sure that you have the tools that you need to thrive. I will do my part to bring you tools of empowerment, build councils, support educational events, and advocate for you, but it's all for nothing if you're not engaged. I'm sure you've all heard the expression, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Well, I pledge to provide clean water and shiny new cups. I promise to eliminate roadblocks and take down fences in order to see that everyone gets their turn to fill their cup. It was really cool to hear about Chief Hurl's pledge, promise, and plea. And I think I can speak for the wing when I say that we're excited to have him as the new command chief and we're ready to get to work and make the guard a better place. Um, up next is a little feature on the history of Veterans Day. And so, of course, I want to say thank you to all who have served and continue to serve. And then also a huge thank you to all the families and friends out there who have supported us and made sacrifices as well, because you guys make it possible for us to serve. Veterans Day honors all of the men and women who have sworn an oath to protect and defend our freedoms. We honor and celebrate our veterans who have served proudly and distinctively in every major conflict our nation has faced. In 1921, an unknown World War I American soldier was buried in Arlington National Cemetery. This site, on a hillside overlooking the Potomac River in the city of Washington, D.C., became the focal point of reverence for Americans' veterans. Similar ceremonies occurred earlier in England and France, where an unknown soldier was buried in each nation's highest place of honor. These memorial gestures all took place on November 11, 
giving recognition to the end of fighting in World War I at 11 a.m. on November 11, 1918, the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. The day became known as Armistice Day. Armistice Day officially received its name in America in 1926 through a congressional resolution and became a national holiday 12 years later. The hope was that World War I was the war to end all wars. And if it had, November 11th might still be called Armistice Day. But just a few years after the holiday was proclaimed, war once again broke out in Europe. 16 and one half million Americans took part. 407,000 died in service and more than 292,000 in battle during World War II. In Birmingham, Alabama in 1947, Raymond Weeks, a World War II veteran, organized National Veterans Day, which included a parade and other festivities to honor all veterans. The event was held on November 11, then designated Armistice Day. Later, Edward Rees, a U.S. representative from Kansas, proposed a bill that would change Armistice Day to Veterans Day. In 1954, Congress passed the bill. President Eisenhower signed it into law, proclaiming November 11 as Veterans Day. With the approval of this legislation, November 11th became a day to honor American veterans of all wars. Later that same year, on October 8th, President Eisenhower issued the first Veterans Day proclamation, which stated, in order to ensure proper and widespread observance of this anniversary, all veterans, all veterans organizations, and the entire citizenry will wish to join hands in the common purpose. The focal point for official national ceremonies for Veterans Day continues to be the Memorial Amphitheater built around the Tomb of the Unknowns. At 11 a.m. on November 11, each year, a combined color guard representing all military services executes present arms at the tomb. The nation's tribute to its war dead is symbolized by the laying of a presidential wreath while a bugler plays taps. Veterans Day continues to be observed on November 11th, regardless of what day of the week on which it falls. This not only preserves the historical significance of the date, but helps focus attention on the important purposes of Veterans Day, a celebration to honor Americans' veterans for their patriotism, the love of country, and willingness to serve and sacrifice for the common good. It's Captain Craig Sheck. Uh, Veterans Day is a very important day in my family. We take a moment to stop and think about all of the veterans that came before us and what they have meant to our country and our freedoms. I'm Staff Sergeant Hannah Rainimi, and uh, Veterans Day means remembering the men and women that have served and are currently serving our country. Major Randy Bonnell, Veterans Day is a special day for our nation to pause and remember those who have served and reflect on the many sacrifices to our nation. Thank you, veterans. John Gloria and Veterans Day, what Veterans Day represents to me is the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month, which, was, which marked the end of World War I. And it reminds me of all the Americans that fought on foreign soil to defend uh, an ally. And that's, to me, that's very unique. Not, not every country in the world can say that, how many times they've sent their, their troops abroad to, to uh, defend somebody else. Senior Airman Mario Lavorse, 
As someone who has just recently gotten home from a deployment, it has opened my eyes more and I really do appreciate and respect these men and women who have gone and served and continue to serve for all of us. Chief Master Sergeant John Shaw and what does Veterans Day mean to me? It's remembering all the people that have served this country and given their lives and always keeping them in our thoughts. Erin Fay. Veterans Day is a great opportunity for me to be able to thank people that are currently serving to help protect us and people that have served in the past. For those of you who have served in the past and those who are serving today, we salute you today and every day. Happy Veterans Day. Before we go, here's a bit of a preview of our other podcast, Chevrons. From junior enlisted to senior leaders and those in between, we interview notable individuals to address everyday challenges and hurdles the enlisted force faces. Featured on this episode are Chief Master Sergeant Sean Withers, Chief of the Training and Education Center University at McGee-Tyson Air National Guard Base, Tennessee, and Senior Airman James Newsom a flight line crew chief at the 104th Fighter Wing, Westfield, Massachusetts. These airmen shared their perspectives on why they continue to serve and what qualities and attributes they look for in their fellow airmen and leaders. I'm gonna, huh? <laughs> if it gets a little loud, I'm sorry, but it's, a, it's the sound of freedom, right? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm from an F-15 unit, so I get it. I miss, I miss. <laughs> I was really looking forward to this too, because it's really, you know, I think it's really interesting to see it from from both perspectives. So I, you know, I love hearing input from a chief and being able to compare what I experienced versus you and even being able to find that common ground, uh, you know, in the, in that mock scenario, like as funny as it is, um, you know, I think that's, that's really, I think that's really fascinating. I think it's awesome. Now, and, and just remember to carry that with you. Absolutely. Don't ever, that's, that's don't ever forget that. Cause I, I've had, you know, supervisors who have done that who you know I've looked up to them like extraordinarily so you know that's the exact kind of leader that I want to be for my airmen that I lead. It, it makes you so I mean think back to I mean I think back to you know it's 30 years ago I saw this you know and, and I've seen it from time to time still but not always um, it, it's one of those things you'll follow that person you'll listen to that person because you are that person. Well, thanks for listening to The Seagull. We hope you have a great holiday. Make sure to reach out to friends, family, and wingmen. And then for more news from us at the 102nd Intelligence Wing, visit our website at www.102iw.ang.af.mil links. Or search for 102IW on any major social media platform. Happy holidays.